This is the Dungeon Master's Handbook. AKA Chicago Wiz, and welcome to yet another in-car episode of the Dungeon Master's Handbook. I seem to do my best podcasting, or at least my most consistent podcasting, while I'm in the car, since I'm kind of a captive, uh, captive podcaster, captive broad, captive broadcaster. Uh, I apologize for the sound quality, but. Uh, I am not a professional podcaster, nor do I play one on the internet. So, uh, yeah. So, it happened this past Sunday. I'm recording this on the uh, 24th of May, because I go in for my working in the office hybrid. And uh, on Sunday, the 22nd, we did indeed play tabletop Dungeons and Dragons face-to-face after almost two years. Uh, According to my notes, the last time we played face-to-face was in February of 2020. This is right, literally uh, almost a month before everything went to hell in a handbasket. And then the last game that we played as a group, it was remotely was in May of 2020, and uh, we picked it up on Sunday, and I gotta say, it was wonderful, Um, it was really good to see my friends, Um, a couple of them I had seen previously for a brief get-together, but uh, we had five in-person and one remote, and I'll talk about the remote in a second. But uh, it was good. Uh, I cooked a barbecue. We had a, I had a cookout, fired up the charcoal grill. We had burgers and dogs and little beer and drinks and chips. And uh, really just great kind of talking about, you know, how COVID had gone and, and what was happening and how we all felt. And, yeah, it, it, it was great. I'm, I'm really really thrilled that uh, we've progressed on enough and have uh, gotten through the pandemic enough that we're at a point where we can meet like this again. So, we'll see. Three things I wanted to cover about the restart. Um, Item number one, notes. Oh my lord. I thought I was a good note taker. You know, I I have a wiki online Etinera, E-T-I-N, E-T-I-N, E-T-I-N-E-R-R-A dot com. Um, you know, I've got a wiki with notes and, and lore and things. I've got my players' journals, when they write journals, on that same uh, website. And I've got, uh, you know, uh, saved off... Uh, archives of my play-by-post game. I've got notebooks stored on my shelves in my gaming room. You know, I I, I keep uh, notes on Google Docs. 
I thought I had it all together, but boy, let me tell you what. What I had to do was go back in time two years and try to recreate what was going on, where the players were, what they had done, what the major NPCs were, what their you know motivations and goals were, what major decisions had been made, what major events had happened and why. And I thought I had done a good job of that, but I really hadn't. I, uh, it, it was a very frantic couple of days, and I, I'll tell you what I had to do. Uh, first was I had managed to keep a skeleton of the basics of what the players had been doing and why, and I had managed to keep a skeleton of the uh, of what had gone on the previous, um, uh, we'll call it previous couple of years of gaming. Um, I had kept a fairly, well, I'm going to call it inconsistent. I think that's really the word. I was inconsistent. Sometimes I was recording really well, really good notes. Sometimes I was not. And it was a little frustrating for me. I I had to go and go through my notes, go through uh, the game prep sheets that I had made, you know, with the notes of things I wanted to do and, and those I had put in uh, online in Google Docs. I had to go to my players' journals, which really helped me to understand what they saw from their point of view so that I could take that into account. Uh, put that all together into kind of a little uh, timeline and then uh, go forward from that. And so uh, I'm definitely going to be changing how I record notes in the future, um, kind of with the idea of what information would I need to know if I have to pick up these notes two years from now and say, what the hell was I thinking? Uh, it, it'll help. And, and again, it's those points, you know, um, what are what are the major players? What what How are they involved? What were they thinking? What were they doing? What's their goals? Um, what major events happened, what major interactions were there, what decisions were made, uh, maybe a little bit about why they were made, um, major events, um, questions that I need to answer uh, you know, in between games or at the next game, were there any rulings or issues that came up, uh, and so on. So, yeah, stuff like that. Um, the important things, and, and, you know, as much as I hated this two-year pause, sometimes having to struggle with stuff like that is, is where I learned the most, and it helps me to prepare for the next time. So, I don't know if this is useful for you, but maybe uh, as, as you're thinking about what you're going to record during a game, maybe thinking about how would I pick up the campaign two years from now, and do I have enough information? Uh, And one final thing that I'm trying to do is have a post-game kind of recap in my head. And that one's hard. I I got done with the game on Sunday, and I was exhausted. And the funny thing is, is we really didn't, like, play-play much. We we more just kind of talked our way through things. Uh, the, The session worked out exactly as I had hoped. 
and presented them with, here's what you guys had done for the previous two years, uh, going through this mega dungeon that I had prepared that fit into the campaign. Um, here's where we left off. And then we kind of talked through what was the likeliest outcome. And we even got to throw some dice, and I got to use a very old-school uh, approach to how did they survive exiting a dungeon where outside the dungeon there was pretty much a virtual army waiting for whoever had gone into the dungeon. Uh, I used an old chart that uh, Jeff Reince of Jeff's Game Blog had uh, blogged about a, a long time ago, and, and I'll, I'll try to provide a link for that either in the show notes or, or maybe on my blog, uh, chicagowiz-games.blogspot.com. That will be in the show notes, so you can look there for that. But this chart, uh, he basically made it that if the players ended the game in the dungeon or if they were they were uh, not prepared to exit the dungeon or for some reason they got stuck and they needed to throw dice to see, did they survive the dungeon? What happened? And uh, it's a really interesting chart uh, full of shenanigans and, and lots of fun. And, and yes, one of my players got bit by the chart and it was very fun to hear them construct that uh, apparently they had had a backpack full of oil and one of the flasks broke and then they got hit with a flaming arrow and they were set afire and they were running around trying to shed their belongings and now they have a uh, kind of a crippling injury as as a result of the burn. So (laughs) good fun, good times. Um, Shenanigans and, and... player misery. So yeah, so we made it through all that. So that was part of the session. And then we talked about where we were going to go from the future. And uh, the players all seem pretty uh, united in that they want to continue where they left off. They want to push on and and, uh, achieve the goals that they had set, you know, a couple of years ago, which is to find the the MacGuffins, the artifacts, in order to take on the big baddies. So, um, so I've got my marching orders, so to speak. Uh, which kind of brings me to the second point of three points that I wanted to talk about in today's podcast, which is including an online remote person into a game that had previously been just face-to-face. I think one of the things that the pandemic uh, forced us all into, or probably the vast majority of us into, was the idea that we were no longer going to be tied down in our work and in our social gatherings to -to face-to-face, to the actual physical, in uh, Zoom and, and Google Meet and Skype and Teams and just what have you, all of those tools. I think really matured and more importantly I think we as people in society learned how to adapt and deal with that some people just weren't going to be face to face and we learned how to deal with that and so one of my most active and involved and longest running players had moved 
from the lovely, lovely area of Chicago as I'm looking around right now and looking at dandelions. <laughs> uh, moved from Chicago all the way down into the far south of the U.S. So they obviously weren't going to be coming back on a monthly basis to play my uh, campaign game. So they asked if uh, I could figure out some sort of a remote option. Now, I'm blessed that I have a finished basement and I have a couple of banquet tables shoved together and I got a nice tablecloth across it and it seats about eight comfortably, ten a little squished together, but uh, it's a pretty big table and so... um, what I did was, is I took a uh, older laptop, I put it at the far end of the table across from me. I have a nice Yeti microphone that I had used when I was podcasting and making my podcasts at home. And I also have a Logitech C920 webcam. It's a, it's a fairly decent webcam. It's a little old, a little dated. It's probably about three years old. And so I set all that up did a quick technology test with my user uh, or my player and uh, made sure that everything connected, that they could hear me, that they could see me. And uh, yeah, we, we tried playing so that they were at one end of the, of the table. Uh, the screen was maximized so you know we could see their face. Um, they could definitely see me and the players sitting close to me. Unfortunately, the C920 isn't a wide-angle webcam, so they couldn't see the entire table. Um, I, I, I'm not, I, I tried using some software to see if I could fix the view. I really couldn't. Uh, the best I could do was forcing zoom into a high-definition, uh, high-def input. And it seemed to show a little bit more, not much, but it, it, it did seem to help. So uh, so we did that. Uh, during the game, we, made, we pulled the microphone a little bit more towards the center of the table so that way they could hear everyone. And uh, it, it seemed to go okay. Uh, I, I tried to make it so that we definitely included, uh, included them. Uh, made sure that, you know, if we were talking that we weren't trying to talk over each other. And uh, it seemed to go okay. Uh, they were they felt like they could participate and be a part of the discussion. Um, you know, they, they did their dice rolls. Um, you know, I, I trust them. We're all adults, you know. I, I've been playing online games for a while and, you know... Some people do the online so everyone can see. Some people do, you know, hey, if you got a set of dice at home, go ahead and roll it. Uh, you know, if I didn't trust these people, I wouldn't play with them. And so, uh, you know, I trusted their roles. And if it was ever anything when, you know, I could always make the roll myself and tell them what happened. But uh, we didn't need to. It, it was all good. And that seemed to go fine. Uh, they seemed to be able to hear okay. So we'll see what happens. We're going to uh, push on to our next games and uh, include them remotely. And so, um, you know, we'll, I'll let you know how it goes. But uh, thank you for those of you who 
wrote to my blog and or uh, commented on Reddit. I, I posted to the OSR subreddit about this issue and got some nice feedback. And thanks to my players on my Discord server who also contributed. Uh, I, I took it all into account. And, uh, it, interesting, it was about 50-50 in terms of people that had good experiences with uh, uh, including someone remote into their face-to-face -face game and 50% uh, who struggled and said it, it really didn't work. So um, I don't know yet. The, the results are encouraging, but we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. So that was the, uh, the session zero, if you will, or session zero restart that happened. It went well. Uh, the final thing, uh, for those of you who were curious, uh, you might uh, remember a couple of years ago I talked about how I included war games into my campaign. And when I had left my campaign off, there was a very serious bit that needed to happen in the war games portion of my campaign. Uh, for those of you that might be new listening, uh, my campaign world has three separate games in it. I have a tabletop face-to-face, -face, I have an online game that we meet every two weeks, and I have a play-by-post online game that's been ongoing for uh, seven years now. Uh, all three are quote-unquote concurrent, I also have a war games campaign going on in my campaign world to where uh, there are armies marching about doing battle and uh, things that the players do in my campaign can affect those battles and vice versa. The battles and, and the marching of the armies and the outcomes of those battles very definitely do affect what my players experience in my game. So much like everything else, when I dropped everything as a result of the pandemic two years ago, those uh, war game battles were kind of put on hold. And uh, so now I'm having to, again, pick up where I left off. Fortunately, I did keep good notes for my war games campaign. Um, I, I, I know turn by turn what the uh, major armies had been doing, why they had been doing it. And I had a war game, or I have a war games tool that I downloaded from the internet called Berthier. I've mentioned Berthier in previous episodes and action and link to it as well. So if you want to go and grab that, you can. Um, and I was kind of able to pick up where I left off, but unfortunately, I have to advance through. I want to say almost uh, seven to ten turns in my war game and resolve any potential conflicts to catch up to where the players will be restarting. And it looks like that there's going to be some interesting activity where the game left off, uh, my tabletop players had been involved with, uh, we'll call it religious intrigue. Um, there was a faction of the major religion in my campaign that had broken off. These were an extremely conservative and very intolerant uh, splinter of the religion. But they had declared open rebellion against the duchy that the players are in. And so the duke uh, set his armies to march to the rebelling cities and towns and that's where everything kind of left off. So now I have to resolve that rebellion. 
And so I've had to go and find a simple but uh, fun-to-me set of siege rules to resolve the siege and or conflict. And of course, like anything else, uh, the dice like to tell a fun story. And so the dice told me that, hey, guess what? At the same time that the Duke is marching his uh, militias and mercenary companies off to suppress a rebellion, well, the orcs have decided to get all feisty and go marching to war themselves. And nothing says, oh crap, I'm in trouble like having to fight a war on two fronts. Uh, You can certainly ask the Russians that right now as they've tried to uh, engage in war on multiple axes in Ukraine. And unless you have your uh, act together, it's not really a really good time for anyone. So, um, uh, yeah, (laughs) this is going to have to happen, and, and I'm busy resolving where everything is at. I'm probably going to have to use uh, the war game hordes of the things to resolve the actual combats. And uh, who knows what the players are going to end up to. They indicated that they're going to go back to their home base of Inonia, which is the center of where all of this stuff is happening. <laughs> it would be really funny. Well, not not funny to them, but it would kind of be amusing to me. If they came back and their poor home base was overrun by orcs. It is a possibility, and we'll have to see what happens. So I've got a couple of weeks before our next game uh, engages, and we get back together and and the players find out what I've come up with. So yeah, that's it. Plenty's afoot. Things are happening, and uh, we'll see what goes on. All right, before we finish this episode... I wanted to give a quick thanks to Jason at Nerds RPG Variety Cast, to John at Red Dice Diaries, and to Daniel at Bandits Keep for your messages. Uh, thanks, guys, for the support and for checking in and the words of encouragement. Uh, Daniel, I haven't listened to all the messages yet, so you might have some questions. I will uh, check out the other messages, and uh, if you got questions, I'll answer them in a future episode. All right, that's about it, and until next time, game on.